Time for us uh, to get into our fitness conversation. And today, the Auto in General Cross Triathlon is taking place in 702 Landed State City. This got me thinking about what does it take to prepare for that kind of thing? Triathlons always seem to be such a difficult thing. And so to tell us uh, about some of the work that often goes into preparing for an event like that, we're joined by Director at FitPro, that's the Institute of Fitness Professionals. Derek Archer joins us on the show. Derek, a very good morning to you and as always, it's good to have you on the show. Good morning. Thank you very much for having me again. Derek, have you ever done a triathlon? Um, no, I've done adventure races, but I have, which is also a multidiscipline race, but yeah. uh, never quite the triathlon. Um, we've helped prepare athletes for them, but uh, I haven't got the, should I say, the inclination to spend a lot of time in the water. So, yeah. unless you're carrying, going through mud or carrying stuff on the bikes and stuff like that, but uh, it's a very, very challenging event and very satisfying and so you've put in all the work and trying to just watch how the, the, the smile on the people's faces will smile, maybe a grimace as they cross the finish line. You think, Flip, what a hell of an achievement, regardless of the distance. To yeah. put yourself to that is very, very impressive. Yeah. And so a triathlon is there's swimming, there's cycling, and there's running, right? Yeah, yeah that's correct, yes. Okay. And do the distances differ depending on at the particular event or are there standard lengths for each of those things? No, so they, they classify, there are a couple of different classifications for distances. So we start with a, a sprint triathlon. So obviously your, your order of events is a swim, a bike, and then a run. And your sprint triathlon, your swim is 750 meters, your bike is 20 kilometers, and then your run is uh, your 5Ks. Then Olympic triathlon is double that. So your swim is 1.5 kilometers, your bike is 40 kilometers, it's a cycle, sorry, and then your uh, run is 10 kilometers. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now we're going to the slightly more challenging ones, which are your half Ironman. So half Ironman, they always classify as 70.3 because that's the total distance in miles. But in kilometers, your swim is 1.9 kilometers, which is really far. Um, biking, 90 kilometers. And then your run is 21.1, so a half marathon. And then the ultimate, in this case, um, of, your of your standard sort of triathlon distances, is your Ironman, which is 3.9 kilometer swim, 180-kilometer bike ride and a, a marathon, so 42.2-kilometer run at the end. Jeepers. Very challenging, yes. Yeah, that sounds... I mean, just those... If you were to do the, the individual sports uh, on their own, those are quite challenging. Just the, you know, cycling 40 kilometers, the running 10 kilometers if you're doing the, I guess, the second one, um, yes. or, you know, the half, the half um, I guess, Ironman. Those are pretty long. You know, cycling 90 kilometers is already quite a lot. Now you're doing it yes. all together. Does this men mean if you're preparing for either one of these, whether it is, you know, the first one or the, the you know, the, the, the ultra, you then need to be doing three different kinds of training because you're going to be running, you're going to be swimming, you're going to be cycling. So you, you need to be fit in all three sports. That's correct. Look, the, the way your, your training programs are structured, you're often not going to do heavy sessions for every one of those disciplines each day. So you're, you know, the good thing is there's lots of and what must, what must really emphasize here is that although it may look intimidating and it's very good, most people are, if there's a little bit of training, you could probably, let's say, eight weeks sort of training or two months training, you could enter a sprint triathlon, um, so you're, or entry level one, and you probably finished quite comfortably. But the key thing here is because of all those different disciplines, you know, that the training program that you follow will break the day, you break your week training up into different segments or different, uh, each of those different disciplines and different requirements within each training session to enhance your performance in that particular discipline. And some of the sessions, depending on 
you know, obviously the level you're competing at and also the distances you're involved in. So as you start becoming a little bit more serious about it, they might start to have days where you're doing two of those disciplines a day. But obviously, you know, when we're starting off and you've only got a certain amount of time and you maybe just try it out for the first time and you're entering your sprint distances, you'll probably, your program will split quite nicely over the week, giving you a, a bit of, a, bit of uh, a, a discipline per day almost. Um, the guys that are training at the top end for, iron, for the full um, Ironman and half Ironman often wind up doing sessions where there are multiple multiple sessions of the day. One is perhaps one is just swimming and then one is cycling or you have a brick session which would be uh, a cycle and then you get off and get in, get off your bike and do a run afterwards just to sort of help your body transition from cycle to running but also as part of your training. So it can be, as much as you're training for three disciplines, it doesn't mean you're going to be doing each of those disciplines every single day in your training session. And so um, often there's the question around, especially, you know, you hear it with races like a five kilometer or a 10 kilometer, people going, well, could I do it without training? So just go in, you know, cold. Can you do that with a triathlon, especially if it's a sprint triathlon? So the the shorter one uh, or the shortest one, is it possible to do it without training? Especially again, because you're not just doing one type of exercise or sport, but three different types. Um. I'm going to err on the side of caution here. Many people say, you know, you're probably quite capable of doing it. It depends what your starting point is. If you're just getting off the couch and deciding you're going to do it, you're probably taking a big risk. But uh, if you're pretty active anyway and you do, you know, if you cycle and run just for, for um, you know, for your own health and wellness and that kind of your fitness, you probably could get away with it. But for your average person, obviously with medical clearance, of course, we have to state that. Um, you could probably do it, although for, I think for many people, if you haven't done swimming stuff before, particularly swimming training over distance, I mean, some guys will say, oh, the last time I swam was in school, and that's 10 years ago, and then go jump into a pool or whatever, or jump into, <clears throat> excuse me, the lake or wherever they're doing the outdoor swimming and get a bit of a shock because swimming fitness is very different. So I would, you know, based on someone's activity levels and if they are so that they're competent at swimming and if they can handle a little bit of swimming stress, then maybe... But uh, it can definitely, I wouldn't do it immediately. I'd rather build up for one. Choose a date, give yourselves like two months before the event and then actually do it then. That's for the sprint distance. Yeah. And you said, you know, swimming fitness is quite different. So unlike, I guess, cycling and running where you could maybe get away with maybe not being as fit. Um, what makes swimming fitness so different to the other ones that it may potentially be the thing you just need a little bit more time on? Okay, well, firstly, um, you know, you can probably get it, like as I said, you could probably get away with a run and a cycle quite easily. The nice things with either of those, when you're tired, you can just stop, right? If you're in the middle of an open water swim and you're tired and you can't tread water and uh, you can't put your feet on the bottom, that's hugely, there's a big psychological element to it too. Plus, you've got people splashing around you, probably swimming over you, that kind of thing. So, um, if you're not competent in the water, firstly, from a, from a swimming skill perspective, you'd be taking a big risk. The second thing, you know, although we, if you just looked at the common denominator between those two disciplines, you've got the same engine, right? Your heart's going, your body's utilizing energy and so on. And um, if, you know, if you haven't trained for something, the energy systems aren't quite as forgiving. You know, you can, cramp, you, you can hit the wall quite quickly if you push too fast and too hard. And the other thing is, although we're obviously going to get that with running and cycling, or get those associated with those different disciplines, that the, sort of the, the efficiency of movement, Swimming in open water with people around you, trying to also watch to see where you're going. You can't see the bottom. You know, it takes a particular, a little bit of extra skill, a little bit of training, a little bit of courage as well. And, you know, to help, get someone to help you out, a coach, perhaps a swimming coach, to make sure that your, swimming, your stroke is efficient. Now, you don't want to be swimming in 
in an inefficient mode and wasting energy so that you don't get to the end of the swim. But you could actually, if you've got to the end of the swim, you finish the whole event quite comfortably. So the mm. swim can be very, very much a, a, the biggest of the challenges. And then the next thing, that sort of open water inland with the person in the sea, very different equation as well because now you've got waves to contend with. You've got currents and all of these things. Although the currents are taken into account by the race organizers generally and, you know, they're done in areas where hopefully, you know, they, they, they really switched that the, the, the natural sort of current things are pretty predictable so that they don't put athletes in danger. But sometimes, I mean, you know, especially at the South African coastline, things can get a bit hairy. So, um, you know, so open water swimming is definitely the challenge, I would say. Yeah. And so you may need, if you're someone who's decided, you know, I'd like to do a triathlon at some point, uh, you may need to start with swimming lessons, it sounds as if. Yeah, look, I, I would just say, even just for your confidence in the water, I mean, you might be capable of swimming just to just, you know, fall in a pool, get out and swim, no problem. And remember, if you're training in a swimming pool, you know, you can obviously, obviously you can see the bottom. The second thing is, on each lap, you can sort of push off the wall. So you're giving yourself a little bit of a boost each time. But when you've got nothing to push off, plus you can't touch the ground, it's, it changes things. And I, I know one or two people that we've uh, assisted, or athletes we've assisted, that that for them was the, the biggest psychological hurdle. So... You know, first you being in the open water, second, that almost had like a, an, I would say almost a panic attack or an anxiety attack being in that and it ruined their race. And there's nothing they really could have done differently, perhaps having gone, maybe gone down a couple of days earlier and spent some time in the water, like in the sea, that kind of thing. But no one can predict that stuff. So like with any, any sort of training, what you want to do is um, try to control the variables that you can. So if you have, if you're not great at something, do something about it. Um, if, I mean, the other aspect of this, which we haven't really mentioned, is even your equipment, your nutrition. There's quite a lot of stuff that goes into it, a lot of planning and a little bit of understanding, you know, understanding that your nutrition, if you're doing a short distance, not such a, it is important. But if you're one of these people that are competing in the, the Ironman and half Ironman, your nutrition what, during training, your nutrition building up to that event and in that event is crucial to your success. Um, as is your gear. And, you know, if you just decide to go and do a triathlon, you know, don't go out and buy everything straight away. Borrow a bike if you can, because that tends to be the most expensive of, of all the gear. And mm-hmm. just get that, that until you find out if, if the tri-bug bikes, then go for it. Then, then go and look at investing and stuff. But just get the basic equipment first. And, you know, obviously, goggles that don't miss stuff or leak or those kind of things while you're swimming. Swimsuits, um, you know, just your normal good running shoes. Yeah. At the end of the day, if you want to be tra- training the kit that you're going to run in or tra- uh, race in. Then, by the time you get to the race, you'll be comfortable. But you know, try it out first before you go and spend like a hundred thousand on a bike or something like that. And in terms of the bike, if I have a mountain bike in my house, I mean, I maybe I've just decided I wanted to try. Could I start out with my mountain bike? Um, do I need to get something a little bit more uh, professional to start? No, definitely not. You, you know, if you if you're gonna do the the, the only thing I'd probably change if you had a mountain bike was change tires to slicks so if they can handle the roads. So you don't have your heavy off-road tires on there. But if that's your bike, that's your bike. Um, you're already there. So you know, right until you until you get to a point where you're really keen and you have the, the financial capability of getting a new bike, and you don't have to it doesn't have to be brand new. There's plenty of reputable sites that sell bikes secondhand, guys are finished with those or upgrading or doing whatever, or maybe stopping and they're putting those bikes up for sale. And as long as it's um, sort of it's fitted to you and it's the size when you just go to one, any of the bike shops around and they generally have guys that will be able to fit bikes for you and give you your right sizes and everything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, that's it's like going to a running shop and getting a proper pair of shoes that's actually good for you. The same thing with a bike, you've got to have it set up properly. 
And you know, once you start evolving into sort of tri bikes, the setup's slightly different to your normal road bike for many guys. And that's getting to top level. That becomes quite complicated. But by then, if that's where you're going, then those small things are very important. Derek, as always, it's great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thanks for having me. Have a super weekend. Thank you, too. That is Director at the Institute of Fitness Professionals, that's FitPro, Derek Archer, joining us this morning. Still keen to hear from you if you are on your way, if you will be participating in the triathlon today, or if you've done one before uh, and what that experience was like, and if you'll be doing it again. I'm sure there's lots of people who did it once and they thought, hmm. I'm never doing this again. Send us a WhatsApp voice note on 072 702 1702.